From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Good, Good morning, morning, everybody. <laughs> That's record time. Good morning. What are you talking about? You look like the, one of them pythons down in the Everglades. I'm good. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm trying to close out Skype. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George, and uh, that guy Diego over there under glass. We're all here today. We're all in here inside. Can you turn that air conditioning down? It's hotter than Hades in here. Somebody's if acting. you're hot, take off your jacket. It's my one time a year I get to wear it, man. You're like, so. a, you're like a lady. You got a, oh. you got a certain wardrobe <laughs> items that you get to pull out only occasionally. That's and, right. Oh, don't worry. According to the weather <laughs> forecast, you'll get to wear that for at least another week or so. I heard there was another front to push through, man. Now, maybe that's why the fish have been biting yesterday. This is uh, this is gonna happen. It's strawberry festival time. It's oh, yeah. turkey season, so it's gonna be either rain or, yeah, it's usually that way. But today uh, it's gonna be a little windy and cool, but it's gonna be a nice day. It's gonna be beautiful. If you it's pouring down it. rain at my house. Oh, that's at your house. It's always raining over there. Look at it out there. It's it's nice. No, it was nice once I hit the Tampa Bay area. It was nice, according to the AccuWindo weather forecast. Uh yeah, clear skies. Looks I I nice did not there. realize that it was supposed to be raining. I came out, it was drizzling, and I'm like, huh, is that just a heavy dew, or is it coming <laughs> off the hood of the car? And then it turned to pouring down rain. Yeah. Let, let me help you out there, Pennsylvania. If it's falling from the sky, it ain't dew. Well, that would just be on the ground or on your car. Well, or... it comes onto the ground from the sky. Oh. Really? Yes. Oh. It doesn't just materialize there. Yes, it does. It forms in the air and it drops. No, it forms on the surfaces of things that are actually cooler or warmer That's than the environment. That's condensation. That's exactly dew. what dew is. Welcome to Bill Nye's Science This is bad as Lester McDowell saying we get fresh water from the from the heavens. We don't? He's like, where do you think we get our water from, man? From all those comets that come in here and crash into the earth. I was like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. is that where that's where we get it?" Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, well, I, anyways, I was a little partake by the pouring down rain out in between Zephyr Hills and Plant City. You were taken aback. You were shocked and amazed. I did not Florida. expect my car to get washed. <laughs> For, rinsed off all <clears throat> the uh, oak tree pollen. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, I, I had to actually go and chip some of uh, Jonathan's driveway off of my uh, tires yesterday. Why? Well, when I went up to the commission meeting, I stayed at Jonathan's house. Well, he had recently graded the driveway, and yeah. then it rained, and yeah. so it was a little uh, messy. Uh huh. And. Of course, that stuck to the insides of my tires. Yeah. Well, going 80 miles an hour down the road with mud dust on part of your tire. A little throw it off the balance. Throw it off the balance a bit. So (laughs) yesterday, I was out there chipping some clumps of (laughs) North Florida 
I don't know if you it's clayish, con- muddish, it's whatever. Con- it's concrete. It's caliche. It's concrete. It's yeah. like caliche out the there Indi- in Texas. The Indians could build a hut out of it. I yeah. know that uh, I rented a, a uh, four-wheel drive little uh, mini crew cab Ranger one time when I was going out to Wyoming for one of my solo adventures out there to go shoot prairie dogs. And I'm going down the road, and this thing is about ready to shake itself apart. And I was like, what in the world is going on with this thing, man? I just got it. And, you know, when you're in town, you don't go very fast, so you just kind of scoot around. Then once I got on the interstate, 75 miles an hour, uh, which is their speed limit out there, all of a sudden this thing is coming apart on me. So I pulled over and just (laughs) apparently somebody took the rental truck out to go mudding because underneath on each side of the tire were huge clumps of that rock solid clay whatever it is out there in uh, on the prairie so i had to go find a a car wash with a wand and so here i am hour and a half fresh off the plane <laughs> underneath cleaning the undercarriage of the truck and it drove like a dream after but, that yeah, that reminds me we went out to hunt elk one time with my dad and of course there was a rental car involved in it probably went where a rental car was not supposed to go, but as they it, all do, it must have taken us about thirty dollars in quarters to get the undercarriage of that vehicle cleaned out before it got yeah. back. I, I've been known to go backcountry in the rental jeep out there in Wyoming. Oh, before. we went. Sure. Uh, we went to New Mexico one year, and it was me, Dad, and my grandparents. Same thing. They're the house that we stay at. If it rains, let's just say the road gets very interesting to get back to the house. <laughs> and we pulled up, so it was shaking so bad. We got to Albuquerque, and we pulled into, you know, just whatever tire shop or whatever we could find. And the guy saw my truck. He's like, mudding the rotors? I'm like, uh, could be. Maybe. He's like, pull it in here. Like, literally, they had a bay specifically set up for that exact reason. <laughs> Drive the truck in, pull the tires off, wash every, like you said, washed everything out. And Call the uh, lot boy Earl and say, we got another one in here. Get in there and get your rain suit on. Get underneath and start cleaning it up. Uh, hey, listen, I wanted to remind everybody, this has been <clears throat> officiated this past week. I think it was actually, I think I got the first alert uh, right after our little turkey adventure out there at G5, but... Uh, I wanted to start reminding everybody now because apparently it's filling up a lot faster than it has in years past. Yeah. We're talking about the sixth annual Big and Wild Panta Vista Lodge Panfish Challenge that's going to be happening on uh, Saturday, June 20th. Did you confirm your room reservation? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah okay. I did. Did you? Yes. No. Or are you not going to? Oh, yeah, you're not staying. I, I, if I jump, if I stay, I usually jump in with one of y'all. Well, you're not getting in mine well, because I got, I got, Jonathan, uh, I, I, I got two other people flying in from Texas for this thing. So uh, we're gonna have a cramped little cabin of. I think we have nine or ten, ten people. I think in that <laughs> one of those cabins. It's you know, okay, my this brother. Is not, this is not a conversation you need to have with a fire marshal listening. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> it's all right. There's a porch. We can sleep out there. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I said, you know what? If this gets any bigger next year, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rent uh, Glenn's cabin, his castle out there, Glenn's castle. No, you did you, that big house yeah, over there. All well, by you itself? did make a good point last year to where there was a couple of those porches. If they would screen them off, you would. 
I know you would do it. And oh, man, I would I'd probably love to sleep it. out there. That'd be awesome. But uh, it's coming, coming up. It's June 20th. June 20th. Father's Day weekend. Father's Day weekend. So you need to uh, get a hold of uh, Jim Veal or Kelly Veal up at Panavista Lodge if you want to uh, retain a cabin or uh, RV space or if you want to go rough it and do primitive camping. They got that there as well. If you want to drive up for the day, that's fine. As uh, You get there early. That's all cool. I'm just letting you know you need to mark your calendars. It's uh, Saturday June twentieth. Well, it is. It is amazing how many people who attend one year are already booked for the next year as soon as you set the dates. Well, th- I remember last year Jim was telling me uh, next year is going to be crazy. It's going to be a little more nuttier. And I said, Well, I don't know. We'll see. You know, we had a good number of people here this year. He goes, Dude, half of these people already have said. Well, Sign me up for next year well, already yeah, in advance. I guess I got to step my breakfast casserole game up too. So, oh yeah, that stuff you made. Yeah, that, that's that cheesy <laughs> elk. What was that? That stuff is awesome. Yeah, I'll take care of it. It's hard to do a radio show for three hours when you're over there trying to ingest five pounds of that stuff. That was good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out at G Five Feet and Outdoor, and Brandon Ford. By the way, this is Tony Young, and uh, he's waiting on time, and so is, I think, Chuck Eastney and and half the young population. uh, South Florida. South Florida youth hunt today. So good luck out there this morning, fellas and fellow elites. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. And he's strutting on the hill. It'd be a shame to end Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brady Gunn, John Swindle, Bill George, and uh, Diego Q. We're all here today. We're all here after a great and fabulous Saturday last weekend. uh, To all those who came out and uh, shook our hands and said, hello, how are you? Great to meet you. Love the show. Um, we, We appreciate you beyond belief. We had such a great time out at the Wild Game Dinner at the... Pre-dinner broadcast, as we like to call it, or free breakfast issue. You know. But um, what are you talking about? We went out there and uh, did it. I, I don't know how many people. I love it. People, <clears throat> it's like when you have a cell phone or they listen on the radio show and they come up and they said, "Dude, that thing you guys were talking about last week." I blah 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 blah. And I go, "Why didn't you call?" Oh, I'm not talking on the radio. Yeah, I, 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 I they'll I, talk I, to you in person, but they won't call anonymously I got on that. the radio. There, there I is got. a number of people that I know that. They they listen. Oh yeah, but they oh, won't call. That. It was so funny how many comments I got over the firearms on the table picture that we put up on our <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> you know, it's like the only uh, the only uh, real true morning show that comes. For, you know, packing. The, the first thing my dad said when I left there heading to the shop, he called me to ask me a question about something. He goes, "Are you seriously telling me that you guys had guns?" I'm like, "See." Yeah. Dad, we're in a Baptist church parking lot. I mean, this is America. For <laughs> and and that was only that was only two of the more than a lot available that we could have thrown up on the table. So hey, with us, it could have been scary. With us, the famous last saying is, "We're okay where we sit, 
but do not let us make it back to our vehicle. <laughs> Can't just in between. No, but it was uh, it was funny how many people uh, came up and said, "Who? What was that big six inch thing, man? It was on there. I saw a big old revolver. It was on there. I go, oh, that's 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 the snake charmer. That's the judge. That's uh, it was on right there. before the jury. What was that little pistol? Let's see. You had uh, you said your seven, didn't seven you? millimeter oh eight. Yeah, I kept it in the truck. I had the uh, Glock model twenty two. So uh, oh, and I the three eighty. But I didn't get yeah. out the big black case that was sitting in the exactly. back seat. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you know when you say that, when you say don't make it to the car, you go, it'll be real, ba- it'll be bad if I make it to the cab of the truck. It'll yeah. be really, really bad if I make it into the back of the truck. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, no, that's when or the, fun the trunk starts. of the car. That's when the fun starts. Uh, but anyway, we had such a great time out there. Uh, so many folks came out for the the wild game dinner. It was amazing uh, that year. I mean, it gets bigger and bigger every single year. And uh, Mr. Kelly did a great job. In his little uh, storytelling uh, time that we went in there and sat and watched uh, back in the uh, little rec room back there. And lots of uh, delicious food. I tried to talk to Glenn for about 35 seconds, but, man, that boy, when when he's in fry mode, he's, like, just, you know, zoned out. Oh. He's just, you know, it's basically fryer, fish, bread, fryer, fish, bread, dump on the table. Fryer, fish. I mean, he's I, just, I, I've been in that. Yeah. With him. It, it, it. He turned around and says, your job's hush puppies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those hush puppies were great, man. They, no. were, they were delicious. But I, I was uh, told that at the festival this week. They were really good. Uh, strawberry shortcake, phenomenal again this year. But what was your favorite? Uh, my kids really loved uh, the venison burgers they had this year. Of course, the squirrel and rice. My daughter went back for two openings of that. And um, did you get some of the wild man stew? Got that. It was really good. Chili. They had some chili out there that was really delicious. I turned around. Gator bites were phenomenal this year. Were they? Yes. I don't know what kind of seasoning David was putting on those things, but man, they were delicious. Well, I turned around after doing the morning there, going out to G5, being out there till two. I actually went home and went to sleep. What? I did. God, you are so old. I'm an old man. I went to work and like I laughed. uh, Yeah, he did. My cousin cousin was telling me this week at the Strawberry Festival, he's like, he goes, man, we got out there. He said, that's what he laughs. He said, I walked up to Glenn. He said, I looked at Glenn and said, you got any fish? Glenn's like, "Mm mm-mm. Nope. He said, when they got there, they finally made it to the event. I think there was some of the Mountain Man stew left and what else was it? They got a couple of things, but he's Probably like some sausage no, left or something. No, no gator, no fish, no hush, no nothing. He, yeah, I'm like, dude, they got that down. To the, I mean, I don't know who did the figuring on that, but they actually do a pretty good job. Everybody walks away oh, from there. Oh, come on, full. now you know with an event like that, there's some doggy bags leaving that joint. Oh, so. I'm, well, yeah. Well, usually it's <laughs> believe it or not, Glenn usually has some leftover fish and. And you're over there going, man, I can't. Take some more of these. Get that. Go. I'm, oh, I can't I'm anymore. Full. <laughs> I can't, man. Just roll me over to the car and let me get out of here. But going from there over to G5, we did the broadcast. Uh, Megan, uh, everybody everybody who showed up, Carlos, uh, Bill came by. Uh, of course, Jonathan had to go ro- open up uh, Arrowhead, so he was down the road uh, selling bows and sticks. And uh, we Good went in do there. do that again today. Yay! And we went in, and lots of people showed up, and I thought we did a little turkey contest out there this year, a little turkey con contest, and 
what do we have? Five, six kids, I think. Yeah. That they showed up. They were, let's just say, not as proficient as the adults, but at <laughs> least they gave it a college try. And uh, Brandon, I think, was the winner. Uh, Brandon, the, I think it was adults. his name yeah. of the adults. But I thought it was. I didn't think those poor kids were going to get anything. And then all of a sudden, Bill Glisson just goes, "You know what? These kids, they they deserve something." For coming out here and doing that, they they really put in a good effort for. It. So he walks right over to the shelf, pulls off like brick all all these uh, crystal uh, primos turkey calls. And he goes, "Here you go." <laughs> he goes, "We'd like to give these to all the kids who participated. This way, you have an entire year to practice." And so every kid walked away with a uh, brand new one, uh, the little mini one, and they were just like, "No way!" Oh, wow, oh little awesome. power glass call. Yeah, and uh, I was like. Now, you know, we have to go give negative inventory on that. You know what I mean? It's just like you can't just walk over. Hey. But, you know, when yeah, you own the story. Yeah, when you own the story, he can give away anything he wants to. But uh, we did really good on the turkey calls. And thanks to all the call makers and everybody who came out. And uh, we had a great crowd out there for the four hours that went on. And uh, well, we're going to plan on doing it again next year. And then, of course, we left from there. zippity doo dod back over to the wild game dinner. And uh, I didn't see you there. You were gone. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You were, as you know, siesta. You were asleep. But uh, I, I saw everybody else, of course, that uh, that I know. We see every year out there. But I, I walked away. Let's see. They give you a little ticket when you go up to get your strawberry shortcakey ticket. Okay, they give you a little uh, door prize raffle ticket. Yes. So. We had three tickets, me and my son, my daughter, and so we're sitting there and we're enjoying it and they start pulling things. Next thing you know, I won a $25 gift certificate to a Cuban shop there in, I think, Valrico or Sefner or somewhere over there. Uh, won a um, cooler, a nice uh, little uh, brand new cooler, and then I won a uh, turkey seat, you know, one of the foam turkey seat sure. jumpers, keep your butt nice and warm and comfy. And I won those, and I felt so bad. So there was a guy sitting at the table who lives out there. And I was like, you live in Valrico? He's like, yeah, I go, here you go. So I gave him the gave him the gift certificate for the food. And then I gave my brother the cooler, and my daughter would not give up the turkey pillow because it was soft and squishy, and she could use it as a pillow. <laughs> so that one we had to keep. So in other words, it wasn't a repeat of that year at the turkey banquet where everybody hated your guts? Yeah, but you know what? That's when I realized, I go, man, you know what? I'm over here winning, and this is pretty awesome. And I'm like, why am I winning all of a sudden? I go, oh, yeah, that's right. Glenn Kidman's not here. Yeah. Glenn is not sitting next to me. Otherwise, it would be, right here. Got that one. Did you say 9-9? Yeah, that's me. I mean, it's like, thank goodness he was out it's there kinda, having it's to It's kind of like being in an event with Debbie Swindles, what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we had a good time, won some prizes, and had some no. fun and food. Can't wait till next year. I mean, you, you know why Debbie Swindle wins so much? Because there's a stack of tickets that's yes. all on the table. People, people sit there and want to get cranked up when certain people win a lot, but they usually win a lot. Now, Glenn's a, Glenn put some money in, and but Glenn's really lucky. He is. He Debbie, doesn't put in like Debbie, uh, you know tons and tons you, of cash. You know, mom, see the thing you got to realize with mom when she goes to this stuff, mom usually has the six grandchildren there, and it's like I'm buying these for them. I, she sends out the minions, as I like to call them, and they uh you know they go and buy tickets, and she buys tickets, and it's it's a just a bad thing. Yeah. Issue. Well, then but she no, has more it's eyes. a good thing because 
those are always going to a good oh, yeah. event or good cause. And so she's out there really helping out. And, of course, you're going to get a little feedback. Yeah, you have to look at it from that point of view. You can't look over there and go, that damn table number nine, they're winning everything, man. I go, you know what? It doesn't matter. They got about $2,500 worth of raffle tickets. I was going to say, if they, spent, they, they spent $1,500 to get the sponsor table or more. And then they're spending another two or three grand on that, and that's not counting the paintings and everything else that they're auctioning off. Let those people alone because it's actually doing a good thing, okay? If, if 10 grand gets you four guns, that's a pretty good payoff, at least for whoever event it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good buddies out there at G5 Feeding Outdoors and, of course, our good friends out there at Brandon Ford. Go get yourself a brand-new truck today. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George, and Diego. What is it with you two? What is it with we're, you two? We're, we're you already Diego, the special you know, you, bond. You, Why are you, you so jealous? <laughs> we're planning our next hunt. You know, he like gets out of the room and he goes over there and stands around there just like, oh, you know, old boys club over there. We're through the glass. We're watching him over there giggle and play tickle and poke and everything else. We're like, what are y'all doing over here? <coughs> we're planning our next hunt trip. That's what he, we're doing. He's, he's ready to go get another pig. Dago was over there making. I heard him. I opened the door. I heard him making excuses like, "Well, and then the pig went back. I couldn't take a shot." No, 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 no. no. Talking like an expert. He did good. Were you talking about the same hunting trip as you were he, on the he, last one? Is that he, one? He or? turned around. The pig didn't give him a good shot the first time, and he he opted not to pull the trigger and. So you guys were over there reliving it? Is that what you were doing? I, I made the comment that if I turn around and we go back and we go hunt that stand, I'm cutting a limb that's in the way before we sit there That's again. going to change the whole dynamic of the hunt. Oh, yes. Will it help you in any way, Diego? Will it help you actually the, be able to get the shot that you desired that yet you passed upon on the first go-round? If Bill thinks it'll help, I think it Don't listen to him! <laughs> This is on you. Why you, you think sound, it would you help? Sound, you sound jealous of me and Bill's relationship. I might be a little jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit yeah. that freely. I'm okay with that. I'm manly enough to admit when I'm a little jealous. It's okay. You never invite me to go hunting. Yeah, I don't want you to go. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you. I don't, I don't want you in there. I don't want. The, I don't want the embarrassment of you taking a shot and missing and being on me. It's okay if you missing. put it all over. Bill. Yeah, I don't miss. Oh, don't, 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 don't do that. Listen, <laughs> this is going to help you. I'm telling you in the future. There's two things that a, that a hunter doesn't do. You don't make fun of somebody who misses a shot and you never, ever say, I don't miss. <laughs> These are two things you, you don't make fun of. That will jump up and bite now, you. It depends hard. on the Unless animal. Unless it's Jonathan and an armadillo. I was gonna say, <laughs> if it is, if it's an armadillo, here's the difference in that. <laughs> and he's I'm running, man enough to speed. say that I hit the armadillo. I finally did hit the armadillo, but it's one of those situations. It was I when can he tripped and myself. fell. And- hey, 
Whatever. Whatever it takes. He tripped and fell and hit it with his forehead. Do you ever see those movies, Diego, where the guy is like, you know, a Rambo type or a Captain America as they're running? You know, think of it this way. Remember in Terminator 2, the one that turned liquid? Mm -hmm. The guy that was a cop? Remember when he was running and he's got that kind of stiff run? He's going pew, 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 and he's just popping off rounds at the Terminator? That's what I pictured when I saw Jonathan hop out of the uh, out of the Arctic Cat, running at full speed, while the thing was still running. One arm swinging, the other arm not moving. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, too, man. Yeah, at Armadillo. <laughs> so you got to give it this. This is what I was going to say. I winged him a couple times at least. I was going to yeah. say this. One, it was dark. Two, moving vehicle. Three, he was running. And four, the armadillo was running, and when they're getting shot at, all of a sudden they become boing, boing, boing. They're springing all over the place, so it's not an easy shot. Yeah. I will give him that. It and was just it was hey, just the amount of and, ammo and, and that flew face, out of that pistol. Let, let's face it like this. I'm kind of in the grizzly bear category. I'm great over short distances, but once it stretches <laughs> out, it's like. You wave? You know. Okay, that was fun. Take it easy, baby elk. Have a, have a good life. I'll catch your mom next time. <laughs> so it was just the amount of ammo that came out of, it and how how quickly he changed mags. I so, was impressed. So getting back to I the original impressed. point was, be careful what you yes. you harass people on. If if you don't want the comes around goes around or goes around comes around karma on you, you 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 go oh you, man you, you know you sympathize with the mm. with the actual event. You don't go, oh, dude, I cannot believe you missed that. You saw oh, my, you. I, I watched that. I've seen that video many times at the archery shop where somebody will give them the old, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, I had this. Oh, man, that was a chip shot. How could you miss that? I never miss shot. Um, hmm, next week, somebody comes walking in with their chin dragging the ground with their head down, <laughs> not wanting to say anything. So Yeah, so uh, those are the two things you have to remember. And if you make a great shot, let them talk about it, not you. I did. I okay. Did. I let him talk about it. I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, you don't want to You don't want to get all... Hand, just handle your business. You know, I, I, I'm telling you what, one of the greatest shut-your-mouth moments I've ever seen in my life... Steve Austin and I and a lot of other uh, of the Buccaneer football players were out hunting, and we're on top of a swamp buggy. And I'm not kidding you. This hog, this was a big old hog, was running across the field. And Warren Sapp looks at Steve Austin and says, "You hit that hog, man. I'll pay for it. You hit that hog. You hit that hog running, and I will. I will pay for it." And Steve goes, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah, man." You hit that hog, I'll pay for it. He goes, shoot, shoot, shoot. Pulled up the, pulled up the 270 Tika. Boom. Tumbled it. And all Steve you looked. You pork chops or All bacon? Steve said was he looked at, uh, he looked at Warren Sam and goes, pay the man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on the entire small buggy just went like, dang, man. Don't mess with that kid. <laughs> Tennessee boy can shoot, man. Be good. I mean, that hog was at a full-out get-out across the field, and he had plenty of time to get out there and lead him and do it and dropped him, man. I was one of the best shut-up moments I've ever seen in my life.
And you know hilarious. when the big ones like that get out there and they lay out, all of a sudden they get low to the ground. Yeah, they get a lot thinner and longer and lower. Yes. It's amazing. But uh, if you guys go out, good luck. I hope you get a big one or two. Uh, apparently Bill George has a pretty unique hog problem up there because every time he comes back from up there, uh, I went up there and had 67 million squirrels around me and 5,000 hogs. And I saw two deer. Now, last time, last couple of times, Carlos has been seeing deer and no pigs. Well, which is a good thing, I guess. Well, you well, know they you move. Get, apparently, they move when and they you come get him off the stand. You don't know what he's seeing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> of course, he sit there while you, while you're working all day, and uh, you know it's like Carlos. This is a work day. <laughs> Trying to get ready. Oh, for turkey? No, season? no, no. <clears throat> for, for turkey, turkey season? season? Turkey season. Well, just I'm trying to work on some stuff to get ready to plant for uh this summer for fall you know food plots for the deer but right now i put a food plot out for some turkey so i planted millet why don't we start with something easy like getting a decent gambrel out there and maybe a pump with some they, water they, out there they, they did that actually they you don't did. have to hand crank it like i'm out there in the 1700s you want an electric pump i'll give you electric pump you bring your generator and I, I, Let me help I, you. Let me help you. Solar. So. Solar. We live in the Sunshine State. Put a solar panel out there and let that sucker run all day long. Giggy, diggy, 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 filling up the tank. You never yeah. even thought of that, did you? No, you wanted no, to throw I, it up I've on me. Bring your own generator out there and spin your gear. Solar. We used to have a pump. Pull, pull up a generator. What, did he move away? No. We <laughs> took it off. One of the freezes broke some pipes and it just got sidelined oh really but. yeah i mean it's literally the 1800s you're out there with a hand crank pump i look like granny clamping out but, there hey <laughs> that's better than some of the situations i've been but, in my life yeah but shallow well this, so it's this is carlos City. this is carlos i'm planting japanese millet in some wetter areas mm -hmm. and brown top millet in some of the sandier higher areas what's that for you're gonna go dove hunting up there well i'm i plan on attracting turkeys Okay, turkeys are going to like millet just fine. Why don't you put some chupa out there, man, around the edges? Well, I might. I might. I'm just starting easy. I'm starting easy. Did you burn it first? No, I tilled it. Oh, you tilled well, it. I dissed it. Yeah. Got how, nice bare dirt. How big of a food plot is this going to be? Um, You know where B shot is his hog? Yes. That entire open area. No way. Really? You're doing that old I'm flag rub, pond it, out I'm there? rubbing off on him. That, that you will not recognize that spot. Let's just say. I tell you what, okay, man. Okay, let's start with one acre. Oh, crap, it turned you, into five. You, you, picked a good, you picked a good time of year to do it because of this. I mean, let's it's, just, that's swampy, nasty. Do you, you know that little trail you walked in? Yes. You know how we get down so far and then you turn left and you go through all those palmettos mm -hmm. and you eventually get to the flag pond yes. and then the there's a feeder on the far side. Right. You you're, can see that feeder from that trail we would initially walk in on. Really? No palmettos left. How'd you get those out of there? <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Mouthpiece, helmet. Dynamite? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's hard. Those it's, aren't it's, easy it's, to it's, remove. You will not recognize the What'd place. you do with all the, the ones that you took out of there? Did you burn them? They got chopped up. What? What do you mean chopped up? You brought in a chopper? 
Oh, started with the bush hog and dissed them up and oh, broke them up. Oh, good lord! How many blades did you go through on that? And, and you know, you know, you should talk to Jonathan if he get out there all half cocked and start doing crazy. I things. don't have his equipment. <laughs> wow. He won't bring it back. Jeez. Wow! I th- you know, you'd have really impressed me. and said, 14 days with one machete." George, George is out there with the rake. <laughs> oh, oh, watch the rattlesnakes they get in and there a tied in there. <laughs> and a pitchfork alright we're going to take a real quick break you guys it is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford it gets good Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, San Diego in the studio today. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about Bill George's adventures in food potting. But uh, we have one of the leading experts on sweat and tears when it comes to food potting, Mr. Jonathan Swindle, sitting right here in the studio yeah, with us this morning. The one guy that Bill George did not call for advice no, over all this. No, no, no. I, I've talked to Jonathan. We've had a few conversations. Well, did you like go in there and go get a D nine, uh, get in there, and he'll push everything off to one side. No. It'll take you about twenty five minutes. No, oh, I please. turned around when it came time for the fall food plot. I turned around, talked to Jonathan about what he was planting. Got the same seed from Hancock Seed. Deer have loved it. You're not putting any. Uh, this is strictly for turkeys. Is well, that right what this now, food plot I, right is? now I'm focusing on turkeys, but I went. We started off with what Carlos wanted to do. Carlos is more concerned. I'm worried about the turkeys on the ground. Carlos is ready to string a cable up between pine trees so that the doves have a place to land. That's a good idea. Sounds like, I'm like me. they'll land in the ambush. pine trees. Yeah, but you know, if you got them out there on the on the wire across the middle of the field, it kind of makes an easier is shot. To, is he trying to tell you something about how he likes to shoot dove or what? Yeah, something? I guess so. <laughs> So he's he's ready. I'm not mad at him because I'm saying right they now land. he's ready to string wires up and. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right turn now, it, it won't be the first time I pop field. one off of a power line. Probably won't be the last time either. But I will, I will say, if this does well and the process works well, we maybe will do a dove hunt. <clears throat> that field's not big enough for a dove hunt. That one isn't. Oh, okay. So you got a different one. What about that big old flag pond down there what, at the you end? Of, do, you got a place you want to do a dove field? I got you covered. Just backyard? Your, your backyard? Out at the ranch? Just tell me. Do you got a place? No, I just, I just, you tell me. Yeah, we, I'm telling you now. Get the dove field ready. Let's okay. do this. And I'm telling you, plant sesame seeds. Well, Lowe's, oh no, I've got the. Trust me, I've got the sesame seed I, is what you. I want. have the proven Swindle family dove field method that I haven't done in several years. Crack corn is not legal. <laughs> it's not crack corn. Bird seed what is we, not legal. We, it's not bird seed. Bread we, is not legal. It's not bread. It's a secret family recipe, and it's completely legal because I've sat there and shot with game wardens five feet away from me. So, is this one of those where you put? Uh, where you put a cattle feeder in the middle of it, two cows, and you accidentally no. dump a bunch of grain on the sides no. of the. Uh, 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 I'm just. No. Listen, I, I'm trying to cover all the bases. I'm like here. the lizard on the commercial. This is a secret family recipe. <laughs> is that what it is? I thought that was a dog with the beans. No. Oh. <laughs> it's 
the secret family recipe. Well, are I, you done now? Are you done with your planting? No, or? no, no. I'm I'm working on getting some other stuff cleaned up and and ready. I know. Uh, I don't it's know. Ama- if it's, amazing you? how it grows, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> I'm anxious to see how it turns out. You know. I hear that anybody can be a farmer, so if oh, that's farming, right, yeah. farming small food plots, you know. Yeah, ugh. sure. Takes no takes no gray matter whatsoever. But there is there is a little bit of trick to timing what you plant, where you plant it, getting the right amount of water, not too much water, get it some nutrients. Rotating, rotating, putting this in, then taking and maybe Well, that's like a Somebody the other day, that fall mix that we had, I told you I went and bought, they called me that Hancock. What's in that? What's in the fall mix? Do you know? Oats, rye, <clears throat> uh, oats, rye, clover, and uh, what was the, the other? The, there was wheat. peas. We Well, the one I got had the fifth item, which was the pea, winter pea was in yeah. it. Well, those clover. are all, all except for the rye are all pretty self-perpetuating. And so that, if you let them grow, and like they called me, uh, Jamie called me from up there, and she's like, "Hey, we've got that mix on sale. I bought some of it, and yeah, I'm going when I go back up there. I'm putting it back out." And the guy's like, "Why are you planting fall? I'm probably with the weather patterns the way they are going to get thirty to sixty days out of it, but it's a bridge from." Here to spring. 30, 60 days out of what? The rye on I mean uh the rye grass. Oh, you'll still the, oats the rest will, of the stuff will grow. Yeah, the oats will still come up. The clover, like you said, the clover, if you ever get the clover started, um it, it'll pretty much take care of itself. Right. But the main reason I'm doing it is because with their seed blends, and Bill knows this, they put the inoculant and everything else already on it. What I'm really trying to do is build the soil back up with the inoculant and everything to where no matter what I plant, it's good to go. Did you burn up there where you are? Or uh, did you yet. just plow? Not yet. You're planning on it? Not yet. We got I've still got to get uh, – I'm not going to start burning until I really get everything piled up, i.e. all the trees and all that. And when we start burning I'm, – I'm kind of in Tom's boat to where when we get – I finally get all the trees and the stumps and all that wind road and everything else, then we'll start burning. Well, there's a big difference between burning a bunch of downed pine trees and oak trees and there is burning up cedars. Cedars go up like flash <laughs> yes. paper that have been laying on the ground for two yes. years. So uh, uh, did you see – did either of you see the drone footage from his burn out there in Missouri? I did not. <laughs> It looked like it literally looked like a footage from California and hot. Oh man, and it went up. I mean, what are you throwing California under the bus for? Because it looked they need like to California. Do control burns. I'm yeah, sorry. Because they need to do control burns out there. It's probably a good thing. And uh, I was like, when I see a fire like that, I think renewal. I think how great it's going to look out there. But number one, I think all those ticks that have just been shriveled up and murdered. That's awesome. Kill them all. Did you see those pictures, by the way, this past week of the moose and stuff up there up north that are literally almost to the point of death because of the amount of ticks that they have on their bodies? No. You, you didn't see that story that came out this past week? They need they need to import some possums. They're fi- well, apparently, there's not enough of them to do that because the uh, they're up there talking about how many... Uh, Yearling and young moose they have found that were literally emaciated to death from well, the amount of ticks the moose that they are have overpopulated, up there. so it makes it easier for the ticks to. Well, that was one of the things that the first things that I came to mind was, you know, maybe uh, maybe that's one of those areas where you need to keep the 
tick population down a little bit. Control burns. Sorry. Yeah, so that you can get out the there north, and do it. The north in general does not use fire as much. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they do that? The natives that used to live there did. The bad. You think the, you guys would have learned something? The, the they, sad part about that whole situation, and I had this same conversation with somebody at the festival this week about all the the fire stuff and everything else. And that's the one thing that drives me nuts is like New Mexico, and I was telling—I think I was telling you this—they let you go into the national forests and all that, and all the down trees you're allowed to harvest for firewood and stuff like that. So not only—and they do still do with burn. the permit. Well, no, no, you can if you go in there and they fail, you've got there's a fell tree. You're more than welcome to go in there with a chainsaw, cut it up, and haul it out. If if, if it falls down on its own, yeah, it's fell. If it's natural, a natural fall. If it's naturally fell in the woods, you are allowed to go in with a chainsaw, cut it up, and haul it out. And buddy, let me tell you what all them hickory is and all that, buddy. They 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 like them some fires. They our pasture parties ain't got jack squat on them people. <laughs> Because they got firewood for days. Wow. For well, days. Well, I, I know that uh, most of those people need to uh, to do that kind of stuff. They don't understand the ramifications of not doing that thing. In that story I read, there was they found one moose that had over 14,000 ticks on it uh, that actually killed it. I mean, it, it died, and, I mean, it was that bad. They called them winter ticks. I didn't know there was such thing as winter ticks as opposed to summer ticks. They've grown fur. I, I, no, they're just they're bigger and hardier, and I guess can last through it. But I don't know too many things that go through the old uh, wildfire and make it uh, unless it's got fur and it can get ahead of it or fly above it or that kind of thing. But I, I was looking at Tom. That's the first thing I said, man. What a fun way to get rid of ticks because. <laughs> That place will be tick free for a generation or oh, two. Oh, you'll all have more critters. animals in there for that reason. Exactly, because it's it's beautiful. It's open. It keeps the bugs and everything down on them. They're gonna. It's it's heaven to them, man. And it was quite a burn. It was. I'll have to get the video and put it up yeah. there so you can see it. I'm just thinking about all the places ticks could probably go to hide. <laughs> Where I'm just that you take a little nook or a cranny, cranny. A lot of times that fire is just burning on the top it's not getting down in the soil and really well and up it's the, the soil. heat too is what gets them yeah that's the main so, part you know get no. under a rock would tick be smart enough to do that i don't know i don't know it doesn't matter when it's sixteen thousand degrees or whatever underneath it yeah, yeah if, it's it's if he's burning cedars there's not much the heat's gonna be <laughs> you ever burned a christmas tree yeah, Ooh. once or twice. <laughs> well, then you know. <laughs> it's like put a match to it and back up. Somebody soaked that thing in gas or what? No. Nope. I mean, you could see when the fire was moving up the hill and when it hit a pile or, or a cedar tree, it was just like this glow of orange. Just <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Incendiary bomb. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I'll find the uh, try to find the uh, video and, and put it up on our Facebook page so we can, we can chit-chat about it. Or at least so that you can at least see it. Yeah. I don't want, I feel like you're out of the loop. I'm out of the I loop. I want to bring you up to speed. I've had a long week. Have you really? Yeah. Doing what? Working. In the woods? A little bit of everywhere. A little bit of everywhere. That was Bill George you saw hanging off the rooftops down in downtown Tampa cleaning windows this past week. <laughs> he was out there doing a little of everything. Now I'm going to go scrape barnacles off of a boat later on this afternoon. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Get your sheep's head. Sheep's head.
Don't get me started. You know what? I'll talk about that next hour. Top of the hour break. Here we go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us.